This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. March 2008, Huddersfield Town could feel cool, cold clasp of hands around its throat as levels of underinvestment, asset stripping, lack of interest and apathy had the club on its knees, choking. Then one April morning, glistening in the light, arrived a white knight, one to relieve the football club from its apathetic state, to love it, cherish it and treat it with the respect it hadn't had for years. That flashpoint was on the 15th of March 2008. Huddersfield had just lost 2-1 at home to Southend. Alan McCormack's last-minute strike had 7,000 Huddersfield fans saunter towards the exit without a care in the world for what had just happened. Of those 7,000 there that day were myself, Matt, Neil and Cozzy. As we strode towards the exit without a care, one man stood up and declared that this wasn't right and the wheels for a decade of brilliance were in motion. On the 10th of April 2008, Dean Hoyle bought an initial 30% holding in a phased handover he achieved where Adam Pearson had previously failed. Dean's uh, start, Neil, was the centenary game, really, versus Arsenal. 19,000 people. 
turned up gold away shirts for the centenary season over 15,000 season tickets if you applied the Bradford City logic we'd have had an average of around about 19,000 that season um, good start off the field brilliant start off the field I think just uh, the excitement of local man taking it over the everyone really really delighted that Ken Davy was no longer in charge I think that was almost a, a bigger yes feeling than than Dean taking it over. To be honest, that Davy was sort of nearly out of the door. Obviously, the share issue lingered a bit longer than that, but just just nice to uh, to to see the takeover finally happen. And little did we know that games against Arsenal become league fixtures in the not too distant future. I think I'd just take it back a little bit there, Matt, because um, Dean's told his story many times when, when he took over, but we've when we commented on this game the other week, uh, Lucille won, I think it was Southend 2, if we get that right. I remember our Robson Carney, one of the goal scorers and what have you, but I just remember feeling so low about Lucille Town at that point that this we were ne- this was how it was always going to be. I, I just didn't want to come to any more games. That was it, and... It's ironic that that game, I, I don't think I went to the next one after. I'd had enough. And, and Dean, that, that was the day where and Dean famously said, I walked out the Kilner Bank, I saw everyone, they had no, no energy, no looking in people's eyes. They'd done. A bit like I had that day. And he just, I've got to do something about it. Even though his head was saying, with all the shares and the Ken David, you know, do, do it. But his heart was saying, do something. And obviously you've started it off there. But for me, that's when... You know, I just thought, wow, this is a guy who's getting stuck in here. Where the issues that we had with, you know, that came out with David, no one had gone there anywhere near with a brain. But Dean did, and I suppose we're going to talk about the rest, which is history. So one of the first things that he had to do. So the the previous season, Andy Ritchie had gone, thankfully, and a new manager was uh, was being touted. It was a three man board. Dean had a more of a minority say at that time. Uh, there were two men who came for the job. One of them, you may remember, pretty much donned gardening attire, hid under a flat cap in the Kilner Bank, went into the Peacock for a couple of pints to talk to locals. Martin Allen. Martin Allen. And the other one was a complete whopper <laughs> by the name of Stan Turnant. And Stan Dean, Dean was outvoted 2-1 to one by Ken Davy and Andrew Watson, who... Andrew Watson had worked with Stan at Burnley, so he Andrew was, the Whopper Watson. He was a big fan. Uh, Andrew Watson, ex-town player, started the Blue and White Foundation, did a couple of half decent things, but I think it was time to go when he did. So Stan fell out with Jerry Murphy initially. Uh, he, you may remember the the black trainers argument back in the day, where uh, if you didn't wear black trainers, Stan Turner was. Uh, on your case and he, he bowled out I think it was Lee Franks uh, if memory serves at the time I had him in tears at the academy which started a bit of a, a set two between Jerry <laughs> and Stan so a good start for Stan there and Craney Ian Craney was one of Stan's <laughs> money but for value for money there's Tom Denton there's Jim Goodwin there's quite a whole he made, he made one good signing he did and that was 250 grand well spent for Gary Roberts, Gary Gary Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. Chris uh, Lockett the second come in Oh dear! And I tell you what, Neil, you could combine our weights in this room, and we would still <laughs> David Unsworth would still outweigh all three of us. I'm telling you, 
We'd signed an absolute that killer whale. That is doing whale. David Unsworth one massive disservice. <laughs> Didn't we, though, have such a... I, I know we beat them all the time. We played them. Didn't we play Bradford in the League Cup and we give them an absolute 4 And it was such a false dawn. I was thinking... I was suited because I hate Bradford as much as anyone, but yeah, that was such yeah, a false dawn. Yeah, we beat dawn. them 4-0 and they were... I remember going to Swindon finish. once when we battered them as well. I think Gary Roberts scored. I think we got three goals that day. And Jim... Uh, who was it? Scored a beauty. Uh, our Newport manager, Michael Flynn... Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Then, he could strike yeah. a ball. He couldn't do anything else, but he could strike. And a I ball. remember the end of Stanley Turnant. Peterborough. I've got some. No, co- we, I've got we, some quotes from. We, Stan we were support. We we beat Crew at home in last minute. Yeah, we did. And the the Keegan whole Parker. crowd was completely fed up. That would score because <laughs> they all wanted yeah. Stanley out. So I've got some Stan Turnant quotes for you, uh, which I thought you might enjoy. The first one was, Huddersfield fans want champagne tastes on beer money, which was what he would roll out every week because uh, we didn't like his uh, his form of hoofball. Uh, but the most famous quote from Stan Turnant was in after a Peterborough game where I believe there was a, a, a younger and uh, virile, balding young man behind the dugout. I was just about to mention that. That was the only time I've really ever lose, lost my SHIT proper lost it again. And I, I got a I don't know, I think we had some office down there. Was this did, a but, Christmas dinner call yeah, by any chance? I had, yeah. some, I had a special ticket and for like the home end and I just thought I'll sit there and you know what you do when you're supporting your way. Have you ever done it? Yeah. Sat, yeah he's tough. And we were just falling apart and turn up were just oh I got thrown out <laughs> <laughs> abusing him. Sorry Stan but that was as bad. I just remember David Unsworth, Chris Lacetti, that. Was that a 4 0 that? 4 0. Chris Lacetti looked like he got sent Is that when Boyd scored from halfway line? No. Or that another one? That were another one. We always used to get beat there. I hit Peterborough. <laughs> but after, after a 4 0 defeat to Peterborough, one of Stan's famous quotes was Was he worried? Was he panicking? And his response was Why would I panic? I've been a manager for a long time and I would prefer to, do, to be travelling to Carlisle on Christmas Day in charge of Huddersfield Town. But if I'm not, then I'll have my Christmas dinner at home. So what is there to panic about? And that <laughs> and that caused a bit of a savaging, didn't it? And if you do remember back in the day, Down at the Mac was quite popular back in mm. sort of 2008. And um, Chris Turnant, Stan's son, came on to defend his, his dad on there, which caused a number of ruptures, ruptures, which you can still look at, I think, if you, if you go back <laughs> far enough on there. And... Uh, he he was quite adamant his dad was not going to be sacked, but thankfully, Dean Hoyle exercised a, an option that he had to extend his thirty percent that he initially started with and take over control, which wasn't due to start until the summer, and he relieved Stan of his duty in November. Uh, Off your pop, Stan lad. And the man who took over, Cosy, another uh, virile balding man, temporarily. Mr. G. Murphy. Mr. Murphy. And that gave us the greatest, probably lunchtime for some time in that horrendous gold kit, I thought it was. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, well, I had that it. cheese wedge at Ellen Road. The cheese wedge. Collins turns it in. Collins yes, Poppy. His, uh, Great commentary, pal. Pele moment from Escape to Victory, I think that was. Yeah, yeah I like it the season only, really, wasn't it? That. I just remember, oh. Yeah, let's give it. Jerry Murphy. What that was just amazing with that, wasn't it? Jerry Murphy screaming at Kadamaja to hold it in the corner want for that, a point. That was the day. Want that the, the it scuffed the cross, didn't it? Want he that the statue up, spray it? game? Dennis Wise without the statue uh, no, spray. I button. think we got hammered in that one. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Sorry, yeah, that was a different one. But 
yeah, uh, yeah, that way everyone throws shirts in the crowd on it. But yeah. first league winner Ellendro for twenty five years was that in the league? Oh, um, I think I drunk Leeds Sky that night. What a time to be alive! But yes, yeah, so Dean activated a clause. No longer was Ken Davy calling the shots, and Andrew Watson also left, and he was replaced by Mister Choo Choo himself. Hashtag. We won't say the hashtag. Oh God. Uh, Nigel Clibbins in uh, a little bit later on. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Jean. Uh, We also very, very sadly at the end of that that season said a very sad farewell to Andy Booth, uh, who became, I think he was uh, in the top three all-time Huddersfield Town goal scorers with with Georgie Brown, etc. And Andy Booth uh, signed off in style. I remember him scoring with a belting head. He had a bit of a... A sort of a, a swan song, didn't he? Where he was scoring a couple of goals, and it was that made Orient. Yeah, he scored at Orient, but yeah. he scored. I think it was against Carlisle the week Wasn't before. Wasn't that the Orient where Dino bought everybody a pint in that pub? Yep. I heard that Orient let him score on purpose that day. There's a lot of myths in there and tales <laughs> of that. Yeah. It. I've never seen Booth outpace a back four before, so that. <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> suspicious. suspicious. But I think. I think what showed Dean's class very early on in his tenure there was that he made Andy Booth a, a club ambassador. Uh, from that point onwards, which was something we've never really seen before. Ken, could you imagine Ken Davy maybe doing something like that? It, yeah, to himself. I don't think it would ever enter his head to do it for the president. Build his own else. statue. Yeah, have to spend money for that. <laughs> so Dean's first full season, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Can you remember the strapline for for what that what that was? You buy your seat, and we'll get you out of it. Was I thought it was a brilliant piece of marketing because we then backed that up. We signed four new strikers after Andy Boothy left. It took four strikers to replace Boothy. You remember those four? Theo, Theo Robinson. Theo Robinson. To be fair, one of them was signed in January and we sent him back on. Robbie board. Simpson. Robbie Simpson. Oh. And the king himself. Phil Jevons. No, that would be oh. fun, wouldn't it? Jordan Rhodes. Jordan oh, Rhodes and uh, Lee Novak was signed in January from He's Gates still going, Novak. What remember that first game at Southend? We started with Simpson and Robinson. And they both went off and on came mm. Novak and Rhodes and the partnership was born. Yep, Rovak. And that's all, what also was born that day as well was uh, more of Dean's philanthropy, if you like. So the first pedal for pounds that day uh, in, you know, the town fans cycled to South End and back for the opening game of the season, which is where Keep It Up had started. So Keep It Up was the very first initiative to keep the Yorkshire Air Ambulances in the air, uh, where I think it was split 50-50 between the Yorkshire Air Ambulance and the Huddersfield Town Academy. Uh, Town would also go on to wear a a kit cosy uh, later on that season, a, a very sharp Patek Thistle kit, which... Controversial kit. Which I believe people. that our friends from uh, the deluded land of narcissism felt that was a... Uh, a go at them because it was Galatasaray colours. I think what, what was the thing that we, I liked about it and obviously it continued very much but the values coming back to the club. I think Ken Davey, you know, it's, it's been done to death but I, I felt there was no relationship between the fans and the club and Dean brought that back and, and bike rides, you know, charity, Yorkshire Air Ambulance. He was just... He just be fair, yeah, Ken Davey saved us. Yeah. To save giants for no other reason mm. other than to save giants. Yeah. If town had gone pear shaped, or a lot had gone bust. I think for me, Matt, as well, obviously, Dean, you know, coming from where we did, Millbridge, what have you, there was quite a few Q&As that happened at the Millbridge Club. And yeah. I always thought that was, 
great. I mean, Stan Turner was a guy who alienated the fans, did what he did. And I just love the fact that, you know, Dean was so open and honest and stuff. And I liked, I know we kind of got through to the end, but I had a radio interview where he said, I've told the fans what they wanted to hear. And I've told the fans what they didn't want to hear and that as well. And it says that, that, True. yeah. Too so you were getting stuff there where we were saying you know we might have to sell we might have to do this and that and the other it was it was always great value yeah. for Q and A's with Dean right oh. up till Sunday mm. yeah that we missed so that Yorkshire Air Ambulance kit there were several other kits I'm just wondering if you can remember what they were because I was trying to look them up earlier and I don't know if I got them all charity kits yeah, we did we... the Help for Heroes one didn't we Help for Heroes I've got that upstairs. did we do one that were like um, camouflagey type thing was that not Help for Heroes the well, army no. one because it was like an right. army one. We had the pink and white Macmillan. Oh yeah, we did the pink and white shirt. One, which we? I think was the year after, uh, and we had the uh, and it was also another pinky white one for a Town Foundation, where everybody's name who was a you oh, pay put for it your into name. stitching, didn't they? Into yeah, stripes. So I I think there's might have been one or two more, but I can't remember off the top of my head where what they were. But I enjoyed those kits. I've I've got quite a few of them upstairs, and I just keep them in the packaging as a as a keepsake. I used to quite like those because they they would always go to a uh, it was just a sign of class. Yeah, they also go to a, a good uh, a good cause. Uh, the business side started to take off this year as well. Uh, this is another thing. Ken Davy, like I said at the intro there, he really, for me, as a personal opinion, ran Huddersfield Town with his hands around its throat. There, there was no room for growth. What, what we started to see during 2009-10 was a business side of the club starting to take off as well. Club partners coming in. Sean Jarvis being far more involved commercially. Uh, he, him giving more of a, a free reign, uh, and we started to see other 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 things come on board, such as Kirkley's College, who were the uh, shirt sponsor. Well, yeah. not so much sponsor, but they appeared on the yeah, as an advertisement almost on the front of the sh- on the front of the shirt. You're after. Sadly, that first season we we fell short in the playoffs. But I th- I think when you look back, that was probably one of the most exciting campaigns after. What had gone on before? We we saw players like Danny Drinkwater, Pilkey, yeah, Gary thought, Roberts. Yeah, I thought we were going up automatic. There were that with a we we really pushed everyone you know to the wire. But we were we were in it on the last game of the season. But you look how strong League One is. Do you reckon League One's ever been as strong yeah. since that season? You had Norwich, you had Leeds, you had the thing. Man, I liked about that we were scoring Hunt. tons of goals. We were battering teams. I know. Wickham were a dreadful. I it remember. was exciting. We were it. Yeah, we felt like we were on the road. Somewhere. Brighton seven one. That was an absolute. Where followings were coming Potter. back. You know, people we were taking loads of women. Got a Wickham and must have took fifteen hundred and the Stockport. Yeah, Stockport game that season. We that were incredible. Stockport yeah, pitch invasions. Yeah, we took over the stadium. Two sides on that. Well, two and a half sides. Pretty yeah, much. It yeah. was incredible. Yeah, it just felt you know we'd had such a good run in that season, but Millwall. It were men against boys that that night. Uh, Obviously, there were loads of trouble wasn't there, in the lead-up to the first game. Remember that? We were sailors, weren't there? You know, <laughs> that, that was the league game, game yeah. Was... I know Neil's a fan yeah. of these modern uh, yeah. you know, things now for football. But I remember going away, and I, the one thing I was really disappointed with was that away following that night. I thought it was, I thought yeah, that, to me, probably... were like, ooh, it's too scared. It sent a message, I thought, to that transferred on the pitch. And I suppose people always remember it, but we, we were having a throw. Robbie, it Robbie Williams? You could see with fear in his eyes. It, just just taking it away from games and I mean to be fair, the games are almost an irrelevance for me when you're looking back at Dean Oyle's tenure. Obviously some of the games have been phenomenal and have got us to where we are and what have you. But for me it was all about him coming in yeah. and his style of leadership and it just grabbed 
it grabbed you, it made you want to go, it made you want to travel away more, and it made yeah. you want to be there for build up at home, and you just got you were just more, you just felt more a yeah. part of your football club again, and it's great to reminisce on all these playoff games and whatever else, but for me it was just that were all born out of one man taking over and leading it from the top like he did, and yeah, he backed, he backed his managers, and it never people who say he didn't back him. Talking absolute rubbish. He League one, he definitely 100%. Backed him to the hill. I mean, Lee Clark got everything he wanted and more, didn't it? Do you want to know who Lee Clark's first signing was? Trivia question. I can't remember, to be honest. Go Can on, sign that many? Go on. Take a guess. January 2009. Ainsworth and Pilkington. Danny Adams. Ainsworth and Pilkington were very early, but his first Danny Adams, his first uh, the German Danny Adams, Dominic Whirling was his first signing on a free transfer. Uh, which I think Lee Clark, I think Dean Hoyle saw a lot of himself in Lee Clark initially, someone young, hungry, wanting to improve, you know, work the Lee way. Lee Clark up. did really well. Lee, Lee Clark were a manager you could get behind and get excited about. He's one of the only people that bigged us up, you know, in yeah. the media. Yeah, he, he he definitely played the played the we are card. And uh, he, he really bought in, and I think they bought into each other, Yeah. to be fair. They're both sort of similar personalities, uh, or they came across as that very sort of out there and up for it. And Dean Oyle at that, sorry, Lee Clark at that particular time was a brave choice, but I think for Dean Oyle at that time, also the right choice. But it also showed his steel and his wherewithal as a chairman by getting rid of him as well. So Lee Clark, I think that Millwall game showed a few few weaknesses really in, in Lee Clark's mental makeup. I think there was a there was a potentially good young manager there and he, I don't him. think he he stayed true to his ethos really and what we tended to get 2010-11, a couple of highlights I've got here from 2010-2011 um, obviously Kirkley's, Kirkley's College now on the shirt uh, a few little things appearing with Lee Clark. He's gone. He's now gone from young, hungry players like your Peltiers, your Pilkingtons, etc., etc. And he's now signing Alan Lee, Damian Johnson, and players like that. But Dean's backed him, and one of the best pedal for pound uh, advertisements or, or lines, if you like. Can you remember the uh, cycle to the with Dean? With Dean, <laughs> so is a classic. So <laughs> pedal for pounds at this point became an annual thing which is fantastic and the work that they've done for keep it up has raised over a million pounds I remember so far, that one there I remember, I remember talking to Oggy just after they arrived you were sat in front of me at Brighton yeah Oggy did that one when yeah. you think of some of the and, excitement uh, me and Pozzer and Mitty and Lee Walker were sat right in front of you there that was just uh, that, haven't they just been didn't we give them a guard of honour they just won league haven't they yeah and we beat them 3-2 yeah. I can't remember yeah. now yeah but I just remember before, that yeah. season. Ward got a couple, didn't he? He had some, we had some amazing moments. I remember us absolutely spanking Wickham on the TV. 6-0, yeah. But Sheffield Wednesday away yeah. yeah. will... I think that Sheffield Wednesday will be remembered still for years. Obviously, we remember the playoff win. But that, the 4-4, four four, four, when we were filling the bottom tier. Ridiculous. Here, it was an incredible game of football. Even I remember, though, even the Wednesday fans. That, do you remember that video? That we did a right spell yeah. there, though, because there, there were one midweight game. Was it year before that or year after that when we beat them? We'll, we'll go back to the season we're talking about. Scott. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still in 2010-11. The 4-4 was the year after, but that first year was where Pilkington scored a, an absolute beauty where he, he acted. Great. It was a, yeah. a midweek game and Graham Carey scored a free yeah. kick. And mm. This is the point where you were going... 
I remember going with Huddersfield before Dean Hall came and you go to away games and you but you go to places like just out off the top of my head, you go yeah, to places like South End, Tranmere, and you wouldn't expect anything. Now all of a sudden you're going to Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, and you're expecting to win because of the expectation level is built up. Yeah. He's the running costs of the club have, have almost doubled, you know, in terms of uh, wages and you know Dean's at great personal cost. He's now bankrolling this club. I think initially what he said was, "I will bankroll Huddersfield Town to the Championship, where it must become self, you know, sustainable, self-sufficient." And 2010-11, we started to see some cracks in Lee Clark. He went from his attacking mentality, you know, where we were hammering teams to. And we started to sort of be a little bit more defensive, and he started to, getting very spiking interviews as well. Yeah, but not County away when we, I think we made an two all. Yeah, we were two all on New Year's Day, I think it were, and Augie, yeah. he, he didn't, did he, he came out about an hour late and muttered three words or something. I just thought that moment he's lost, losing it here. Yeah, that was again. That's the year after, but we we could see that that doing. But that's where the uh, unbeaten run that kind of a maligned unbeaten run because we we were losing cup games obviously and yeah. at the end of the season we lost Cosy the, the most important game of that unbeaten run which was the playoff final at Old Trafford where oh. close to 33,000 Huddersfield fans have turned up Dean's again been at his benevolent best where he's paying for underprivileged children to attend the game as well from, from the mm. local area which is some of the early work that then led to the Huddersfield Town Foundation. I just felt good for Dean then and, and for everyone else because that was that was kind of our day, wasn't it? That should have. Been, I thought we like were arrogant, too day. arrogant. I thought the fan base were arrogant. We were Northern team. We were in Manchester. We took up. We took yeah. five hundred thousand, as Leeds would say, over there. <laughs> and I just turned up, and I just smelled. It just didn't smell. It smelled wrong to me that day. I don't know about you guys. No, I, I know in the city, in the city centre, there were people I've never seen before. Obviously, there was this disgraceful incident with the attack in the stands and stuff. Everything about that day didn't feel like Huddersfield Town. Me, the t-shirts and everything, and obviously had nothing to do with the pit, on the pitch. But I never felt it was a weird kind of feeling because we've had some real lows and losing player fans. But that was as as, as sickening as as I've ever felt. I just remember going on that night. I just I just drunk myself nearly to death. I I just didn't want reality to come back. It was horrendous. I walked away sulking badly. Yeah. I even walked down the wrong side of the uh, dual carriageway down from Old yeah. Trafford to the centre. We were like, we, was, we were gone, weren't we? As in as, as humans that night, we were just. So sadly, that season ended on a sour note, with uh, believe T-shirts raining from again Dean's benevolence. He's paid for these T-shirts, and people are throwing them back on the pitch. It was something which didn't sit very well with with me at the time. You know, the guys paid for those out of his own pocket and people are throwing them on the pitch after what's been a relatively good season the year after is when Dean's had to pull the trigger on on someone who's built a close relationship but with Lee Clark had gone a bit a bit crazy in terms of we'd, he'd, he'd signed almost 50 players by this point in what's coming up to his third full season Dean's backed his man he's, he's signed he's, he's signed a lot he's gone a bit crazy he's brought in Tommy Miller and Ian Bennett a bit earlier as well. Um, I think what saved Lee Clark from an earlier sacking really was Jordan Rhodes because he scored four goals at Sheffield Wednesday, five on Sky away at Wickham, uh, four hat-tricks that season. Mm -hmm. And we had a number of offers and inquiries and whatnot for him over the season. But would there have been a chairman that would have turned down, I think it was West Ham prior to us getting promoted, West Ham came in. Yeah, is it? 
as it turns out, obviously, Matt, they, you know, it sounded like loads of the gentleman's agreement with Dean wanted to see it through and, you know, the rest is history at, you know, at the end of the season at, at Wembley. But I just remember when he did sack uh, Lee Clark, I didn't, I wasn't that surprised really. And I think the interesting no. thing was like a lot of stuff when you get national media commenting on stuff where they don't have a clue. Like they were shocked, weren't they? Because they saw the points tally, you know. But to me, we were we it. were heading out of the. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're heading Everyone out of the was unbeaten. Run to Italy. Yeah. We looked rudderless, didn't we? We yeah. looked. We, we looked like we we're not going to score any goals, and and that's that was totally what Lee Clark was not about. It, but by the end, it was, you know, I couldn't see us getting many goals, and by the end of that was, yeah. uh, what came down in infamy was one of Dean's skiing holidays. Was whereby if you go if Dean goes on holiday he's going to sack somebody by phone, which is what I'd said which that. Is what came yeah, up. I mean I mentioned obviously Clark would have to me not a surprise, but it very much for me was a surprise who came in and uh, well by all again he, got he was that second choice. He was second choice. Warnock was apparently first mm. choice, but he went to Leeds instead, and in came Simon Grayson and and I don't think Town fans ever really took to him, did they? Neil, he got us promoted, but. We, it, it, it again, we regressed a little bit. It, didn't we, it just wasn't popular, was it? It, it was never going to be popular. Obviously, got the the history at Leeds. He was very, very open about being a Leeds fan. And didn't which, build the club way you go the around way, it, did he? Nah, whichever way you're going to go around it, the fans were never ever going to buy into him properly. It just it was just never going to happen. But again, no, it shows what Dino Dino were thinking the best of us. So Tani wasn't thinking of winning a popularity contest. No, he, it, he, it, this it, is a guy who's serious. Serial winner of promotions. Well, and it, 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 it were proven right. It got us up. Yeah, I know. But at the time, <coughs> everybody's like, what we're doing? And yeah, it's uh, because let's be honest, the football, we we sauntered to the end of that season, didn't we? Knowing nothing, nothing that gave me any. This is the thing with playoffs. Nothing that gave me any, right, we're going to win the playoffs. I think often you can, you can come into them playoffs like we did the other year, then we're going to win them. And then this. We came in flat and expectations, I think, were a little bit low. And yeah. Do you think we got a bit lucky in those playoffs for a couple of reasons? I think one... Well, who does get lucky in playoffs? Who do we yeah. play, play <laughs> We played MK Dons first oh, yeah. and we won the last game of the season to finish above MK Dons and Kyle Robinson seemed to completely lose it over not having the home advantage in the second leg. I thought the first leg, Matt, we were stunning. Uh, yeah. That that was a performance. I, I went down there not feeling it, to be honest didn't feel that we could maybe get the job done against them and we were superb that day I think well it Jack Hunt was he scored yeah scored. Jordan Rhodes scored yeah and then all of a sudden I thought wow this is it but we did as best like we always do with Tal we to blow it in the second leg didn't we and uh, we tried yeah. our best didn't we and yeah like we do and Alan Smith got a, a clapper in the head didn't he on the pitch at full time which uh, we should really laugh about <laughs> and um what we um, we obviously played Sheffield United in the final, and it's infamous if, or famous if you like for Dean Hoyle sat next to Simon Grayson during the penalty shootout, looking quite relaxed but stressed at the same time. Was Simon Grayson? I think one thing Lee Clark was was highly intense and yeah. a lot of negative energy. Whereas Simon Grayson's calmness, I think, helped mm. a lot. I think Simon, Simon Grayson was definitely a good figure to have around that that playoff final with it being as yeah. tense as it was. And he'd done it before as well. Yeah, and he got yeah. to penalties. He, 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 to be fair, he looked like Carmis Manning ground, didn't he? He did, but I, the one thing that... Ugh, emotions, it's hard to criticise someone. Emotions is emotion. But I remember a lot of people coming at me the days after the play fans said, because they're saying, Grayson, when he won, he wasn't like he was celebrating and, and nah. your chair was going absolutely nuts. And to me, again, going back to Dean Hall, a fan, with all that money, 
and all that effort and all that stress and everything that gone it, he just lost his marvels. He did his David Pleat and went berserk. Touch there, yeah, yeah. when Grace and you know were kind of, and I just thought that was just the diff- there was a an Huddersfield man, and it you know yeah. it were a beautiful. Well, that was brilliant to watch yeah. him because Grayson just looked sort of. Oh, he's like, he celebrated, it like didn't a job he? I'm off on it. It was like a job yeah. on yeah. it. He yeah. celebrated, but yeah, it was definitely yeah. like a job, yeah, for him. Which, but it, mission of course, is yeah, yeah. accomplished. He got us up, and one of the reasons I think we got particularly lucky, and it's not a very savoury um, news story, was that uh, Ched Evans's incarceration for Sheffield United. I think yeah. definitely helped us. Do you uh, think that if we did not, oh God, if some buts, but do you think Dean would have had another season in him there? If we hadn't made it in Sheffield, I, I really wondered yeah. what. Yeah. Only he can answer that as well. Yeah. We, don't, we, yeah. we don't know. So. I, I, we can think what we like. I think yes. I don't if, know if, if I had if, another if season. If Danny can persuade level, you, Dean, yeah. to come and do a pod with us, that would be magic. <laughs> <laughs> We're always here. We'll even take Taze off work for it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so finally, Dean Hoyle's vision of getting promoted happened. It's come true, come to fruition. Fantastic. The first thing Dean does is in July 2012, obviously he's put initial money in so we can go out and sign the likes of Sean Scannell, Adam Clayton, which turned out to be a brilliant move. Yeah, uh, Ollie Norwood, yeah. uh, no as I used to call him. And he's, he's proved Serial that wrong. Serial promotion winner. Yeah. And then, I'm not nicking your lines, I went, and probably ironic with crowding it on the day where it's absolutely bucket down. We went to Blackpool on a Monday night and I've never mm. seen rain like it. We're on Sky and those were town were unbelievable that night and we were one top, one, we? top of the championship, weren't we? And I thought, Vaughan and Clark's come on, yeah. come on, here we go. Navy Blue. Yeah, Premier yeah. League, here we come. But It was great and yeah. going back a little bit, the, one of the first things that he then launched in July 2012 was the Huddersfield Town Foundation, which has since served over 1.5 million breakfasts to local kids. And this is obviously one of the most important things that he's done you know this the legacy of this will hopefully continue with the new owner and from what i understand it's building not just from serving breakfast no along the huddersfield town foundation there are other charitable events and and uh things that it pays towards uh they also now huddersfield town foundation run football camps as well so they run their own football camp so it's they do gone a big from sleep out as well helping homeless people the big sleep out yeah uh which came in about 2015 yeah and the town foundation is something that you know even if we'd have stayed in league one forever which i think that used to be a strap line in it league yeah, one forever when we kept yeah. losing in the playoffs he could have taken what he's done in the community as a and put a big you know someone could have put a big badge around his neck you know a big medal you see people get all these um honors off queen and i'm throwing it out there that they get all these honors off queen for services to sport and like like savannah kane's got one for because england lost in a world cup and it's got a couple of penalties against a couple of third world countries you've got a chap here who's earned obviously not directly all himself but he's the sort of figurehead behind it who's led it all that's earned millions for Yorkshire Air Ambulance. He's helped out God knows how many people in the local community that otherwise wouldn't have got that help. They're true, true mm. compatriots. They're they're the people who should be getting these mm. these awards. If you know MBs and OBs are handed out willy nilly, but to people who don't deserve them. But somebody like Dean Oil should one hundred. He'd probably not. He'd probably be embarrassed by this, to be fair, and not he's not really yeah. his thing. But 
if there's a more deserving person around these parts, you've, I'd love to hear who it is. I think what was lovely last week uh, was Henry Winter. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant tweet. Obviously, acknowledged the, in the breakfast and everything. And Ian Wright, yeah, which right, kind of yeah. came a bit left field at the end. So to me, the fact that two like figureheads of kind of, let's be honest, British football from yeah. a broadcasting and a playing point of view, knows little old Huddersfield and, and what Dean Hall does speaks everything about Dean Hall. Yeah, absolutely. So not only did he deliver that, he also bankro- bankrolled, if you like, and delivered Huddersfield Town's first second tier campaign for 11 years, which is the longest we'd been out of the top two divisions. Uh, Mark Lillis was installed as the new academy manager in December 2011. Ross Wilson came in as director of football operations and in 2010, just to roll back 2010, Dean made what was probably the most symbolic purchase in the club's history for, since 1994 when he bought the Syngenta Rec Club to turn into Canalside Training, or PPG Canalside TV's sponsored name, if you like now, uh, which again is going to go undergo further development as well to uh, bring us in line with a lot more, uh, a lot his, more clubs that, that's that size. His, that's his true legacy, isn't it? Leaving behind, yeah, we've been in the Premier League. Yeah, we've been, you know, we've made X amount of millions on the football side of things. We've we've had the the days in the sun against Man U, Chelsea, Man City, etc. But his lasting legacy is all the work he's done, charitable wise for Air Ambulance Foundation, and obviously his lasting sort of legacy is the kind outside training ground. He always fronted up, though. I thought Dean, and that that's one of the things I'll get when we had sales or something left field that the fan base didn't agree with I think I remember when Jordan Rhodes was sold it was there was a Q&A straight away he had that great knack of timing everything right yeah. he never ducked anything I did, you know I'm trying to recall I remember when we eight million pounds to Blackburn at that time that was a ridiculous amount of money wasn't it and yeah everyone were up in arms but Dean always that like I said he always stood up and, and was there to be answered you know, to and that as well. And as usual, the people that yeah. had plenty to say, a lot of them never really said it face to face to him and that as well. I remember him saying that a few times, Q and A's, these people on Twitter and what have you, where are they? But yeah, not, got that transparency and that. How many other clubs has, had ever had that? I can't see it. You know, look so around. We pointed over on about the Accrington chairman before on, on Twitter. There's, there's, there's like him, Steve Gibson, the guy Bradford had was all right. Mark Lawn that they had before. There's, a few people like that are very sort of few and far between, aren't they, across football? And when you've got them, you should you should sort of cherish them a bit more instead of just asking where the money is for this and that. You should just have a look around sometimes and just appreciate. People don't though. People do. just see eight million in. Right, we've got eight million to spend. Some wages, some of these guys are yeah, yeah. some wages. I think. Oh, well, you've only got to look around at the moment. Bolton, Macclesfield, Southend. But when you've got yeah. a chairman like Dean Oil throwing in, God knows, I mean, I'd, I'd dread to think what the figure is that he's putting out of his own pocket. Dread to think. It was about it, 50, It'll be 60, an obscene amount of money. 70 odd now, I think. You know, so when you've got somebody pumping in that kind of money out of their own bank account, taking that off his own family, <laughs> and people are mourning that we're not going out and throwing £8 million pound out back because we've sold Jordan Rhodes. You've got to get real a bit, haven't you? Canal side's his money, isn't it? That you yeah. know, his bought. It's not not come from a sale or a Premier no. League money. That's from Dean. Yeah, absolutely. 
I always but, felt, sorry, I always felt extra proud just from when I lived growing up in Ettmanwike, Liversidge, Millbridge, Club, Millbridge, Aways, and Dean was, he went to the school up there, that's where he grew up. I always felt a bit more, you know, special just because of that really and that as well, the fact that Whiteley, he did. Whiteley, didn't it go to Whiteley, I think? Oof, I'm not sure. I think it was a bit of a rogue, wasn't it? I mean, that, that, that video's been turfed out a bit now, hasn't it, of the Berry when he's scaled the fence. <laughs> But, I mean, that's just something that'll get him engaged with the fans because he would like one of us, absolutely yeah. crazy. Scaling a fence at Bury in a game and in the third tier of football when the game really mean nothing. That's how much it meant to him, Huddersfield, and unbelievable. I can't believe that years have gone so fast. It's proper sad talking about this. So there's £8 million for Jordan Rhodes. James Vaughan and Jermaine Beckford came in. Both did a good job in, in the end. Uh, they They weren't cheap. They were not cheap. I can guarantee that they were not cheap. Uh, Grayson, for me, had us heading hurtling back to League One at a rate of knots. And Dean, we saw really his ruthless side, didn't we, in sort of January 2013. He's, he sacked Simon Grayson after, I think we'd lost 6-1 at Leicester. We'd been beaten 4-0 at Watford. We, we were looking dire, absolutely dire, which was a shame. Yeah, after No, we were bothered other, let's be fair. No, and he brought in Mark Robbins, and Mark Robbins, I don't think, ever really gets the credit he deserves for the job in turning this around. He's, I remember us being in the bottom three, and we were in the top six for form. You know, we were, We'd hit playoff form, and we've had to get 58 points to finish 19th. Eight minutes left of that season, and we're looking at returning to mm. League One. I think what we need to talk about a little bit is Jermaine Beckford, because Dean's been on record. This, this was an unbelievable signing. Because the guy, we were paying wages that I don't think we've ever paid for players, obviously, you know, pre-Premier League. And this was a a huge gap. Dean's obviously, I mean, he said it, if we hadn't got that, we'd have been relegated. He he took such a punt and we got Neil Danzin, was it, at the same time? Yep. And that, I've got to be honest, that was the difference between us staying up and going down because Beckford's goals, I still stay to this day, that that kept us up. Wolves, you know, obviously Some of those finishes, the Millwall one. We, we we would have had um, Beckford earlier. That were all done and dusted on the transfer deadline until Nigel Pearson pulled plug on that at last minute. Yeah, did, yeah. And then it got delayed until they could go into signing. We went loan window opened or whatever. But again, a few how many weeks later? How many chairman? Because he loved us for town that much. So many others that have just kind of sorted yeah. on with what we had. Dean's thought we've got to do something. It's a total yeah. ridiculous. I bet he can't believe what I'm signing up for here. What were the 40 grand? To be fair, as well, as as much as he's derided by a lot of town fans and not his favourite manager, I don't think we'd have seen Beckford come in if Grace hadn't been manager. Obviously, the Leeds connection there. We uh, apparently were very close to uh, signing Ross McCormack for about a million quid at that time, as well, according to a few people I know. Saucers uh, close to Neil Watt. I think Ken Bates (laughs) changed the goalpost and how much he wanted or something something like that. And. uh, it fell through, but we we almost had a a very good striker there. So um, never mind. But in the end, we've we've done okay. And I think it was the goal Beckford scored. The, the thing that I remember about Beckford is as soon as he went through one on one, you could start celebrating. Bro, you knew yeah. he scored. Whereas Vaughan stunning man. Vaughan yeah. threw one on one, and nine times out of ten he missed yeah. because he's got time to think about something. Whereas he's more instinctive in the box. Yeah. But to go down would have been disaster. Didn't Barnsley Bam, took the lead that day? I remember his fade a little bit. I'm sure they took the lead. And at one stage we were in the bottom yeah. three because there were another result. Won't go down. I thought here we go min- again. On eighty-two yeah. minutes we were in the so back. Two thousand and one again. That day with a belter, wasn't it? Yeah. So calm. The ground was dinked on it, and then the pitch invasion. But I just felt at that time the club, if we'd have gone down, would have been in massive. 
you know, dire straits with a mat not flown on his guitar, we would have been in trouble. So Dean knew that. Obviously, Beckford were in and we, we scraped up. Mm. And Wolves and uh, our friends at Peterborough went down yeah, wolves, instead of yeah. us. What, what are they shame. doing now? I bet they're still struggling in the Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Against Huddersfield, they do anyway. <laughs> so... 2013-14, Huddersfield start to become more self-sustainable. Dean seemed to go a bit quieter at this point, and to the forefront of things came the uh, train enthusiast Nigel Clibbins. Ticket that went well, didn't it? Ticket prices seemed to go up a little bit, uh, and when Nigel Clibbins went to the front and Dean Hoyle went to the back a bit, it just felt like apathy crept back in a little bit with the fan base. It got a bit more after Dean, because Dean's rallying and tub thumping. We all loved it, didn't we? We absolutely loved it. You know, he used to come up, if he, if he spoke, everybody listened and then all of a sudden you've got poor Nigel Clibbins trying to do the same and everyone's like, who's this guy? Yeah, you know, thing is, I'd understand why Dean did it because still got a young family, still got his business interests and it's, the football club takes up so much time and so much energy and I think I think he had some criticism as well about always yeah, there were, yeah, up. yeah you're saying too much this and other yeah. be careful what you wish for because the, the fact it was so open was really endearing and yeah pretty, probably he might have said too much sometimes but I tell you what give me that over those who you never hear from at other clubs yeah. And you know, you got fans banging their heads trying to get any kind of information. Oh, the Ken Davy era. The one oh, yeah, well, yeah, before. Ken Davy. Yeah, so, yeah, we could, but yeah, that putting Clibbins to the forefront, probably not in the scheme of things in hindsight, the uh, the best move, but that's Didn't have got quite the personality, did he, to pull that one off? No. Did uh, Mr. Clibberacci? No. Uh, we made some good signings, though, that year. We £400,000 was very well spent on Jonathan Hogg. Uh, Joe Lolly came in for £250,000 which was a bit of a shame because he never really kicked on did he and had his shin splint problems from yeah. from day one uh, Naki Wells broke Dean you know he's, he's, he's broken the club record which at that point had stood since uh, 1997 Stewart, yeah. was it Marcus Stewart after Andy Booth had left scored on his debut against Millwall and all yep and Naki yeah scored on his debut and uh, 600 grand for James Vaughan as well at the start of the season so He's still still there, still start, still spending money, but at this point some some mistakes were kind of appearing here with, with Mike Robbins. He was asked to bring in a, a football philosophy. He was just asked to deliver a philosophy and he's he's tried to deliver a footballing philosophy with Peter Clark and Gerard playing mm. out from the I back, remember the philosophy which was, which at the Kimont Stadium, Doncaster in March. One of again I just walked out of there thinking we're heading back down to lower league football forever. I, I was so down after that. That was another moment of... That was a bad game. Yeah. Bad game. There was a massive town following. We were all looking at each other thinking, this is just absolute rubbish. Mark Robbins has lost the plot. Sadly so. And we went... I think this might have been a lesson learned, a lesson learned thing where we, we, we sort of sacked Mark Robbins' backroom team and brought separate ones in. And it didn't really work very well. And... After the first game of the next season, Nigel Clibbins has found Mark Robbins hiding in the laundry room with his head in his hands saying he, he can't can't do this anymore. <laughs> and out goes Mark Robbins. Mark Robbins I've I've met. He was a decent guy. Not the most exciting character, but 
he was positively... He just uh, permanently pissed off, didn't he? He had <laughs> that tone, didn't he? Yeah. Just fed up all the time. I think he must have seen Matt Crook's performance and thought, what am I doing here? Well, I remember went to the last pre-season friendly way at Oldham and we lost. 2-0. So we're 3-0. And Johnson Clark Harris has cut his scored an absolute worldie from about 30 yards. Oh, Nearly thought net property. out. But we played with three at back with Peltier and Crooks as part of it. And, you, <laughs> and we, the only saving grace was we'd seen that week before and you're thinking, there's no way I'll play that again against Bournemouth <laughs> next week. Lo and behold... He had yes, the, and they had the pace to oh. die for. They had all kind of. He had, them, he had them the wrong way around. He had like Peltier as a spare and like for his speed. Yeah, but, and he played but Crook should have been right. in the centre. Surely, yeah, and just and it lasted all of about what eight seconds against Bournemouth on opening day, something like that, wasn't mm, it? I was on a stag do, so I missed that you, thankfully. Yeah, lucky man. And that was it. I remember getting a. Did he get sat on a Saturday night or did he walk? Was it Sunday morning? Did he go? It it walked. It it said it, it told Nigel Clemens he wanted to leave, and then Dean I think wanted a word with him possibly, and or they'd said to think about it overnight, and he came back in Sunday and said no, I'm going. And yeah. it, to be honest, he should have gone in the summer. Um, I think we, that was most annoying thing. He knew summer. he should have gone, and he'd been better off giving us the summer to get. When his when his backroom team went, he should have gone with them. Yeah, uh, that that must have been a must have been an awkward. Uh, yeah. Conversation with your mates, and in he comes, our favourite, and here flat comes cap. Christopher Powell. Who uh, apologise in advance if it goes quiet now, because I am very likely to nod off. <laughs> you didn't go to Wolves away, Neil. Your short memory, man. <laughs> Chris Powell hey. steadied the ship. That's probably the kindest thing Oof. we can say. We, he took us to our highest positional finish for a long time. The, the kindest thing I've got to say about Chris Powell is he's a nice fella. So was Alex Dyer, but he was a terrible striker when we're saying so what, just a nice fella he's a nice fella but I tell you what though they spend a lot of time in Huddersfield no obviously these managers Even came in quick succession course, yeah. and I think Dean has said hasn't he that I had kind of one more managerial change obviously we're going to come on at him and the rest yeah. is history but when you think about it now we've gone from you know Grace and which would have obviously got us up you know Robbins yeah. he must have Dean was thinking because he, right, so he went for yeah. a a type they were steady, all sort of steady, steady eddies, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, and it's the the fact that he then went and he knew. I think he thought that, like you said, I've got one chance here to get this right now, or it's it's almost. Yeah, they didn't have know, much more. I don't time think the club was bust. really in a position to gamble on a manager because it probably wasn't strong no. enough with players. You know, if we, if he brings someone in who's. But that said, gamble monetary wise, but he talk about gamble. I gambled. He did. He eventually. gambled. He rolled the dice big style, didn't he? I mean. Mm. When they employed the old crazy German. And I was going to say, I thought you were like Chris Powell then. No, <laughs> no, no. We're still yeah. about Chris Powell. I'm, I'm still a little bit salty about that Blackpool game getting abandoned. You know, the pedal for pounds, yeah. people had cycled to Blackpool, cycled back. Yeah. But people on the pitch at half-time and football league's corrupt. We didn't get the three points we should have got. No, that that's all well and good, but at least Oysters are out of Blackpool now. And that's from, from that, that's how I look at that one now. There's no point in dwelling over it. But the Oysters are out. Blackpool are Oyston free. And that would have been all and end all from that. I know it's gone on a long time. And imagine that being... Brian us. Potter, I've still got that video of town singing one Brian that's Potter. That's what we're saying about Dean Oyle, though. You don't know how blessed you are no. when they've been literally openly running at ground by an absolute weapon. Who, there was a Latvian bloke there as well. Yeah, he, well, he, he tried to buy it and he wouldn't, he wouldn't sell it to yeah, him, would he? No. Even though he had the funds, he just refused point blank to sell it and, and continue to run it into the ground. So... I get what you're saying about that game, but for me, at the time, yeah, annoying, but bigger picture, 
being oysting free is much more important. Did we get a refund? Hey. No, well, that was one thing. <laughs> it's that, TSA, where are you? That's what Dean Hall tried to do. He, he went to back oh, tried. Fast, didn't he? They just fined Blackpool 50 grand, didn't they? So FA got the money. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, or nice Football one. League, whichever. Uh, we lost uh, Ross Wilson, went to Southampton. It sounded like I'd said he'd die then for a second, but no, he left Huddersfield to go to yeah. Southampton. Ross, Big loss. Close um, confident of Danes. He is, yeah. I think they still speak. Yeah. Um, he was, and Ross, I believe, offered up Stuart Webber as, an, as a uh, as a recommendation. Uh, and Dean took that up. And Stuart Webber, I've met both of them. Uh, they're yeah. both very different. Ross, when he walks into a room, holds a room. He's tiny, but he holds he a room. Very tiny. He's, he's like a jockey, isn't he? But he, he, yeah. he absolutely holds a room and he's got so much respect. Whereas Stuart Webber walks in and he's got like a scruffy shirt on and a jumper and stuff and he's just like, <laughs> he likes like speaking to you, but like, all right, you whopper, you know, kind of thing. He's very, very different to Ross Wilson, who's very, very professional. And Stuart Webber's not, he is when he's been interviewed for Five Live, but behind he wasn't as, he was more laddie than. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. Than anything else, but... Stuart Webber, oh, good at what he did. Stuart Webber understood a lot about youth development. He been a he started very very much down at the bottom as a youth scout with Wrexham and worked his way up and been at Wolverhampton and brought in Stuart uh, Steve Weaver as well through there. Stuart understood that there was no point having five youth goalkeepers. How are they all going to get through to the first team? And whereas we tended to stockpile a bit before that, so and David Wagner was Stuart Webber's idea. So Stuart Webber for all the things that he claims credit for, one thing he definitely cl- can claim credit for is is floating the idea of a a certain David Wagner once Chris Powell had cleared the decks and the Powell era had ended. And in 2015, November 2015, we, we lost 3-0 to Leeds at home, didn't we? And David Wagner sat there and, and pretty much said, these guys just aren't fit. And again, Dean's gone and, and given David Wagner, he's, the first thing he's done is he's paid for a trip out to Marbella out of his own pocket for the players to go so they can get together and we saw from Sheffield Wednesday game one didn't we we saw you could tell just from warm up it was literally that it was that instant just from warm up at Sheffield Wednesday and that performance was 70 minutes of this alien concept it would I just remember getting so excited that the fullbacks had crossed the halfway line never seen all like it I remember getting in there and Kyle Dempsey's playing left back and you're thinking but then he, yeah, crea- he creates the goal, doesn't he? But yeah, the goal for, but it, for Scammell. You could just see it warm up how it were going about it and then to see it in action in a game and the excitement level and 
as fans were that, but imagine what Dean felt like. He, he's gone out on a limb on this fella. I remember him saying very early on that we made mistakes when he, he even referenced, I think, Bill Shankler. I can't remember if it was in the examiner or Q and A, but he said this football club's made mistakes before where they've not where they've had a decent manager and they've not backed him. I will do everything I can to back this yeah. manager, and he really believed. Even at the end of the first season, where poor Lloyd Allenson's picking the ball out of the net five or six five times, seconds, yeah. and even at that point where a couple of people have started to question, oh, maybe it's not not that good. He's he's stuck by him, and and what I really like what he's done is he's pretty much like a kid saving his pocket money in a way. He sold Alex Smithers the previous season, got Jed Steer on loan, Jed Mir. Uh, and then we've we've sold Joel Lynch for for a million something. We've sold Jacob Butterfield. We he's done really well with Jacob Butterfield. And there's yeah. obviously the story of him refusing to board a coach, which Dean Hall I think Dean Hall had to ring him up and pretty much force him to get on the coach, yeah. which would have been an interesting listen. And he's pretty much saved up, saved his pocket money if you like, and then he's gone right. We've and got this to spend, and with the help of Stuart Weber in certain areas, we've gone out and we've really had a go at. You know, he's really let David Wagner yeah. build that squad in his own image, and and for me, David Wagner took us to the Premier League, but he's been enabled to do so by a benevolent chairman who's bank, you know, who's yeah. who's bankrolled it. Well, I remember, I remember um, we we were down at Canal Side one day, and you said to me, "They've signed this chap from from Germany." I can't, and you said, "I can't remember his name," and you went searching, and it turned out it were F. Yeah, when signed Effler, and little did we know what a legend he'd become. We and loved him before he'd even got the plane over. Yeah, with the pictures absolutely. of him kissing giraffes, and but it was just the the whole thing. It was the perfect. We said this before. It was a perfect storm. Oil and Wagner were just they were meant to be together at that point, weren't they? The club. The the, the wonderful <clears> thing <throat> is that such this is where you have to give credit for Dean for letting these jobs pre- pretty much. There's there's someone there who made a job his own and, and moulded the job into what he thought it should be, which is Dave Throwfall Sykes, who who went from someone who was pretty much just a content, from what I understand, pretty much a content writer on the website in his early days. And then he has captured 2016-17 wonderfully. He's brilliant, he's with all good. with all of these videos, all of you know, with even Radio Leeds did a great job. You know, you've got to credit Radio Leeds and Gareth Jones and Oggy and everything. They've they've all captured that season wonderfully with the commentary moments which I always borrow we'll say the commentary moments the videos you go back to Michael Heffler and that video of uh, the the Austrian woman walking through in the dressing gown as well and Dave and Danny and Dave Threlfall Sykes having a bit of to and fro with with the video and the club was just so much fun all of a sudden you know the, these things going through and the club was one of the, the Wagner revolution the 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 videos and it was just 2016-17 will be my happiest memory of Huddersfield Town Wagner got it straight away I remember we spoke about that when we did the Wagner one about you know he's been in job you know 20 minutes and he's down at Millbridge in front, in front of a load of a packed house down there I think we were all there that night and it's yeah. he got it he instantly got it and that were all down to I mean let's be fair when you hear Dean Oil talk if you're in a room with Dean Oil you feel ten feet high, don't oh, yeah. you? You come out of there bouncing, wouldn't you? Yeah. It, it'd make you feel everything that you wanted to feel, everything you wanted to hear. It'd tell you everything. It'd be so so excited about it and yeah. so positive about it. Everything was always better after Dean's. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And we'll look looking forward. We'll, we'll, 
It's going to be difficult for Phil Hodgkinson because I think we'll miss. He's in a Jan Sievert kind of situation. Yeah, the man after the yeah, man, he is. Yeah. Anyone who follows a legend in any business is a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, Sievert yeah. and Hodgkinson have got arguably the two most difficult jobs in Huddersfield Town's history. But they've also Wagner got a wonderful template to follow. Oh, well, they have. Yeah. Well. If they if they follow that, obviously they're going to have their own ideas, and that should be welcome because that's football. They're not, you know, they're not puppets. They should be coming and do their own things. But they've got a fantastic template to work from. I should throw in as well. This is at the point where the big sleep out started, you know. So Huddersfield Town have no, like we said earlier, no longer just serving breakfast to kids. They're, they're doing more than a club. It's yeah, exactly. It is, yeah. It's a community, and the football club leads what's happening in the community and. I can't, you know, there's so much. I, there's a lot of people who are only interested in what goes on on Saturday at three o'clock, and that's fair enough. Uh, but for me, the football club is just, it's just more than that. It's what how it represents itself, and I've never been as proud of Huddersfield Town as I am when I see Henry Winter saying these things about what the club's doing. And the, I'm watching Cosy Snapchat filter himself at the minute over there. You're gonna have to post that one out, Cosy. <laughs> and what a what? Looks like a bloody dolphin. <laughs> Or Dave Edna. <laughs> so I've I've never been prouder you know, prouder of, of the club, especially at this point, two thousand sixteen, seventeen. They're doing it on a budget which is one that isn't gonna kill the football club. Yeah, okay, if we don't go up we're gonna lose half the team and David Wagner. It happens, you know what I mean, when you've got a good a good team. But it's everything that's going on off the field as well, the big sleep out, pedal for pounds, pedal for pounds ten this year, there's been ten of them. It, it it's amazing. I should really do one of them, but I've got a bike in the shed. I should get on with it and do it. And one day, hopefully, I will if it continues. But it's just there's just so much to be proud of at this point in time. Of we're not we haven't even talked about the Premier League and how Dean's helped us get to the, a place where none of us thought we would ever see. And even if we hadn't got there, there's so much already to be proud of and what the club's achieved and where it's come from. Have I said it before? For me, it's not about what you do; it's how you do it. And this guy, he's. On, I think there's a song in there yeah, somewhere. I just want to read Henry Winter's tweet out again, to be honest, because he just said everything that I wanted to say, really, and that as well. And this is a guy who's probably seen us from afar and just, uh, you know, kind of paid lip service to Dino, but obviously got to know him maybe a bit better in the last uh, couple of years and that as well as we uh, go searching for it. Yeah, so I think that's probably a good time to to jump to Twitter itself, Cosy. So we've we we threw out, you know, a few people wanted to. I want to read. On board. Yeah, Dean. Sorry, anyway, a Dean L galvanised Huddersfield Town, made their fans dream, showed the Premier League that chairman can be caring custodians, brought hope, excitement, and jobs to the region, and his breakfast clubs gave thousands of kids the start to the school day they need and deserve. So when people are saying Huddersfield Town have been a disgrace to the Premier League and what have you waste of time it's good that they go down I hope that they think long and hard when they read that yeah yeah, uh, yeah so uh, Polish Hippie's been in touch again and he's, he's pointed out some top whopper in here Neil so see Stan sorry just to butt in but Stan probably won't want us to say it but he was massive in the uh, fight, fight for answers yeah, the shares so we take it back to there Ken David mm. Alston and for what and what have you and stuff like that as well and so he Stan must be really proud of kind of what's happened since really and that as well but him and 
Bro 600, I think he was on the DATM. Rob, oh, yeah, he, Rob. They, them two were massive in that. So yeah, Marcus guys, Middleton as well. Marcus yeah, Marcus as well, yeah. as well in that as well. They, there's obviously and, Dean. Uh, Kinger, but Andy, yeah, Andy Shooter was it as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen yeah. King with the lime green scarves King and, and guy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tremendous. There was, you know, obviously a great team as well as Dean. Yeah, so um, Neil, if if it's all right with you, we we're not really going to do a whopper of the week for for Dean for in a Dean Hoyle special. <laughs> it seems a little bit disrespectful. Uh, but Polish hippie Stan is is actually screenshotted what he said back in two thousand eight. No, I, I like how he's fronted <laughs> up. It's quite good, <laughs> and he's put and and somebody's put. Here's the story we've all been waiting for with Dean and Ken Davies' reign almost over. I've, I've kind of not really said what I wanted to say there but uh, and his response is who well if this is true and the shares aren't part of the sale then it doesn't surprise me town have been used asset stripped and left to wallow in a sea of underinvestment during Davies ownership which is all true we're still crippled with the debt repayments on the stadium we are no part of I suspect Davy has sold out to a poodle who will jump when Davy clicks his fingers as far as the stadium issues are concerned and we're all very delighted to say Stan was incredibly wrong. Good old Stan to have in the bottle. Stan's delighted to say he's Isn't it great wrong. that Stan can have the bottle test? A lot of people on Twitter don't, they say plenty and don't kind of, you know, front up to what they've got wrong and brilliant Stan, that. that, that yeah, he's also said someone on doubt that Matt called him an oxygen thief for, <laughs> <laughs> for posting that. Um, Matt, Smith, Matt Smith sent us one saying his favourite Dean Hall moment was late in Orient away in the pub. Uh, Sacking of Lee Clark, I think, that must have been like we said before. That's a difficult. That must have been a difficult one because there was a friendship there between, between the two. His relationship with Wagner was was magic. Uh, some of the pictures are fantastic, and his reaction to winning at Wembley in twenty twelve and twenty seventeen. One of the, him, looking like he'd been dragged through a bush sideways in twenty seventeen was so much. It just yeah. looks in agony, doesn't he? Just, yeah. but afterwards, the thing you know, is he's one of us. Yes, I think felt, we all I felt exactly the same. Yeah, I think we all kind of. I felt ill all the way home from that horrible. Do you know I, the two playoff finals? I don't think I've celebrated on the way home from either because I've just felt so drained. Yeah, knackering, it's, completely knackering. Yeah, I don't. I, can't we just do automatic promotion just once? Just once, Neil. I've seen one. I haven't. Nineteen eighty-three. Eighty-three. So Dan Peckett as well. Uh, hi, Dan. Before the player final against Sheffield United, Dean Hall gave me his lucky blue wig, which he wore dozen, to dozens of town games. I'll cherish that gift for the rest of my life. And I think that must be the one where he appears at the final Is whistle. With the pigtails, it must be. Uh, Dan, we've got a challenge for you, and that's to post a picture wearing that blue wig, please. On, on the, on the, on the Taste That Chance Twitter feed. Yes, and if you do that, then there's, no, there's nothing in it for you. <laughs> Poss- possibly uh, ridicule. Yeah, I'm going to do it I anyway. Promise, I can't promise something. That, um, you get a video of Huddersfield uh, Town this season uh, highlights. I'll send we'll you a send picture back of Cosy's Snapchat filter of him as a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's imposed though. That this is real wig. Let's see it, Dan. Come on, front up, son. Yeah, Stan's gone about some negatives of of Dino's reign. Um, about football categorization and new kits every season. New kits is just. It's just what everybody does, isn't it? Hopefully, no return to categorisation. I always thought that was more of a, a Clibbins thing than a Hoyle, but I think without being obviously in the in the boardroom. But you know, I think what what he's done though after that with bringing in the affordable football is remarkable, and for a couple of quid a game, especially in Championship, a couple of quid a game, I think that's uh, that's amazing. So if anything anything he's done wrong, he's turned around tenfold there. Uh, and also remember, is 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 one thing he's he's got behind as well, is the um, 
initially in the Cowshed Loyal started approximately 2008 and the club tried to get behind it and the club despite despite Mr Robinson's best efforts have, have, have helped the Cowshed Loyal grow from 20 people in, in the north stand behind the goal throwing till roll etc there's quite a few things I don't know if it, whether it should be mentioned but I, I know fans who when John Robinson kind of you know, but at, at that stage where he, you know people were disappearing Obstinate, out of the grounds for sneezing yeah. and what have you, I I know obviously people had to go back in and stand in front of John Robinson and, and bow to him or whatever. But I know sometimes when Dean Hall were with certain people, you know, just so that they could get them back in the ground because Dean Hall, one of the fans, he knows obviously, you know, sometimes things can happen in games. We mentioned that very. I thought that was just a class touch. Why would a chairman want to do that? Not many would want to do that and. Not I, the neck yeah, it's a it? kind of big mates with Scoffer and, and what have you. And because uh, Dino's a fan at heart, yeah. that's what he is. He's a fan. With all the issues and red tape that goes on at the Gal Farm, John Smith's McAlpine, whatever it was, I never believed we'd get a day where we'd have the South Stand. I, I always thought that would a pipe dream. I always say it's Scoffer now when we have yeah, a beer, a pipe dream. I remember the seasons before we were there in rumours that Leicester were going to fill the kiln and people get from. We yeah. were almost like anti Huddersfield Town in that stadium. And obviously then, you know, it's been done to death, obviously, the rainy night, I think it was Charlton on Tuesday night, we're getting rain, but that, what an amazing achievement from Dean Oil, because he's tossed away money there, uh, gambled on the fact that we'd fill it, and obviously yeah. the season, to get a season card behind that goal, but to me, one of the proudest moments, yeah. forget about the promotions, and that was so special, just thinking that... Well, that should be one of Dean yeah. Oil's proudest moments as yeah. well, because we're... Mm. We're just forever told it could never happen. Yeah, exactly. They would never happen. But Uddersfield Town found a reason for not to do it. There were so many people who found a reason not to do stuff. Dean were like, let's make well, this happen. Let's make it happen. And I think yeah. that were properly galvanised when uh, when Wagner rocked up because he was so for that, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Definitely. A German. Especially coming from Dortmund. Yeah, that the were, wall that they've got. Yeah, that yeah. was just definitely always going to be. But if you knew people that, that were inside it, Neil, who were, who were trying to get us in there, you would not believe that yeah. the issues. Many would have walked away. And it were absolutely brilliant and testimony. I, I can't. I, I still mix around. That were like when in Premier League, obviously, last game last Sunday. But half and half, we like away. It's incredible. We yeah. used to like just let people have their own parties at our ground and, and do All what time. they wanted and stuff like that as well. And that was massive because it changed the atmosphere and the dynamics of the stadium and that as well. And again, Dean Oil, no doubt about Worked it. Worked in half, yeah. That been Ken David, you think we'd have been there? Not a chance. Not a think, so you're going about Dean's legacy being Canasa, Neil. I get what you mean there, 100%. But to me, that is right up there with the Absolutely legacy. No, I fully agree. Community, yeah. Canal side, South Stand. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's all Premier League. Look at the, look at the comments also. we've had yeah. this season and the, the prayers about the, the fans and stuff. It's it never been done. And proactive, he found a way to do stuff, did Dean? Yeah, he got yeah, some stuff It was about doing out. it. Not, it was about finding a way to do it. Not, yeah. not just settling for it because somebody said he can't do yeah. it. One thing uh, Pozza put on, I think, after the Man United game was uh, about how an atmosphere like that can be worth 10 points a season. I completely agree with him. Absolutely, it can, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we would have had only five points then without that, wouldn't we? This so year? the last, the last, we'll <laughs> save the, the best for last. So Mike Terrier, 7 and 2, uh, says, Major plus from Dean Hoyle has always been his honesty about the club. We may not like it, but as fans, you just want to be told the truth. And I think that pretty much nails everything yeah. about Dean Hoyle. Does that and also if you remember him ringing up Talksport or Talksport ringing him, and uh, when Wagner almost went to Wolfsburg and Dean Saunders was uh, oh the brilliant yeah Dean Saunders was quite chippy about why don't you appoint an English manager and he said send me a CV and I'll pop it in my bottom drawer that was a 
We've absolutely mugged him off, didn't we? Dean Saunders, why don't you put an English manager from a Welshman? Yeah. I mean, what a whopper. Yeah. He talked himself yeah. out of it straight away, hasn't he? I take my mill off. I know it's gone a bit left field here, but I, I know a big Wolves fan and that as well, and she was absolutely gutted they didn't get to Wembley. And I just said two words, Dean Saunders, and she just said to me, says, God, you've... Cause he got the job at Wolves, didn't he? They were like, well, I remember, yeah. we once beat him with 3-1 when he was manager. That was the uh, and his comments Robin after survival. Game, yeah. Brilliant. And he said uh, the comments after the game were, if we went to let three, we'd have won that one nil. Brilliant game. <laughs> well done, son. Now he's got a job on the, on the morning. But yeah. I don't know how these people get jobs. Or tie the shoelaces in the morning. That's always a wonderful night. <laughs> so, what a night, Cosy. Late in May in 2017, Schindler scored. It was a heffing dream. What a feeling. What a night. We've, we've mentioned Dean looked like he'd been dragged through a, a hedge. He, he looked absolutely We need to rewind it, Matt. We need to take it back mentally to warmer. Hillsborough, mate, first. And I remember Dean coming on the pitch at the end of Hillsborough. Because yeah. yeah. to me, that was... For some people, I still speak to me now, that, that was meant, that were the game more than Wembley, bizarrely. I, I was thinking semi-finals are funny ones. No, I like, I, like that, I like that. It's like Brentford yeah. was better than Bristol Rovers for a yeah. lot of people, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Well, Packed hills, but they just, well, I think a lot of town they'd fans won, included, they? didn't they? Probably thought we were yeah. going there. Lance, Steve Fletcher had her in, and Hillsborough goes nuts. But and the best substitution in the history of Huddersfield Town Football Club, yeah, the Ipswich Town centre forward, uh, <laughs> Colin, <laughs> Mr. Quanner, yeah, Cole Drogo. And he uh, he went down the right hand mm. side with his first touch, and mm. and uh, we scored in the playoffs. Great ball from Izzy Brown, that, yeah, fantastic and brilliant night. and if your wife looks at you in the same way that David Wagner and Dean Hoyle are looking at each other in that Phenomenal. iconic photo afterwards, you're a very lucky man. You are. Because that is one of the greatest football uh, greatest football pictures in modern era with Dean Hoyle and uh, David Wagner embracing at the end and two absolute Huddersfield Town legends. And shall we get teary and say we miss both of them? Because we do. But Wembley, yeah. Wow. But yeah, on to Wembley wow. and... Wembley I just remember Wembley just being I remember driving down and getting a flashed at by a speed camera so I had to go to Rotherham the scene of the 3-2 win uh, with Tommy Smith I had to go back there which was quite good to do a uh, speed awareness course on the motorway but it was worth it to get down there to, to Wembley and I remember that game being really tense and every time someone attacked it's been a bit you know my heart rate just going absolutely mental can you remember they had the heart rate monitor to the Reading fan Sean Jarvis wasn't it and yeah. Sean Jarvis yeah. Sean Jarvis is like yeah. almost 200 beats per minute and this is yeah. Reading fan was almost clinically dead on like 40 yeah. beats per minute and I, think, I think what I remember coming at that matter again I always liked being the underdog I thought, felt we were at Sheffield Wednesday we won the others for me this was a 50-50 matchup and maybe I probably no that's a lie I probably would say I thought we were Again, a bit like maybe the arrogance of the Peter, but I thought this is ours, yeah, and I think that creates its own pressure. So I expected For to. Me it was now on it. It was a now on. Yeah, and then when day. was uh, is it Brown missing that opportunity? You're thinking, is it going to be our day? Yeah, you I've know. Said, yeah. But yeah, Dean Oil. I mean, I know Patrick Stewart likes his glory, and it, it was he was there to focus on him. It made for a good picture, but. Dean Oil and the family. Yeah, it was all about Dean Oil. Yeah, Dean Oil. Dean and Danny he'd like aged like 40 years didn't he and Danny crying on the telly we were, yeah. we'll remind him of that felt like he'd aged it was, like it was a great man it were on loads of uh, sky ads and you know, build up on it afterwards yeah. for the next year or two when it showed them lifting trophy and yeah. Dean and Danny on there again and it, just great scenes and 
anybody can say whatever they want about Huddersfield Town, but you can't buy that. No. You can't buy that. There's there's a family there who are all get the same. Mm. Yeah, they're running it, but they still get the same feelings that we get: the despair, the joy, in equal measure. The and thing, uh, the thing that I always that's wanted, phenomenal. That video that were floated about a DVD back in the day when we went up underneath Warnock. I remember it cut into the Huddersfield town centre at the end it was like we've won the penalties and there were people on lamp posts and outside McDonald's and I just remember thinking what I'd give for something like that again so to me Wembley and then the day after that oh, Wagner on stage was unbelievable the, the bus coming up what a crazy man Northumberland Street with the oh, it was just that to me the community were just rejoicing classic Odyssey where they were pouring down that I still got like stuff saved from papers and stuff that to me wow he'd just given something back to the community and that as well and I know Leicester proud of their own had done exactly the same but to me it meant more just that he were a local guy you know and, a, and his family were all part of it they were as much as on the TV and, and in the press as you know we kind of all got to know Janet in her, in her own way as, as much as Dean it was a family thing and obviously the boys as well and to me it, it's not about what you do it's how you do it so it was just the perfect promotion yeah, and and the scenes afterwards were, they were amazing, weren't they? With in the, just outside the uh, the train station there on the stage, the platform, twenty five tw- between twenty five yeah. and thirty thousand. Danny people. Ward video that we're doing rounds in. Uh, oh, I've, I've got that was. saved. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> Danny Ward in, in the bar. Um, remarkable, you know, scenes that we never thought we'd see. As simple as that. And we wouldn't have seen if that guy after that embarrassing defeat against Southend thought, I'm going to do something about it. And yeah. we could have been... Thank you, Alan McCormack. National League. We could have been where Stockport are quite easily and, you know, some of these others, York City. Don't bear thinking about it. Don't. No, no, it doesn't. And where we did end up was the Premier League with... <laughs> Ridiculous. It still sounds bonkers now, doesn't it? Huddersfield <laughs> Town in the Premier League. It's a place I've always thought... You've, you always think, Huddersfield Town... They're the kind of club that could get there, but you just didn't see how they would get there. You know, you when when people talk about sustainability and running a club within its means, you just think, oh, skin. That that's the first thing that comes to your head, doesn't it? You 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 sort of taught to think that way by Jim White dressed in yellow on transfer deadline day and all the other you know, cause he's making remarks over there and he's fully 100% right oh, he went on tonight about Macclesfield trying to be it's like empathetic and there's too much of this happening he don't care he oh, don't give a, a sound bite for him yeah he didn't give yeah. a damn mate. anyway sorry Matt no it's alright <laughs> I feel better now I'm, I'm, it's alright I'm, I'm fully on board with a uh, whoppering of Jim White and let's just slate Jim White for another couple of minutes because I've lost my train of <laughs> but no we've, we've made the Premier League and we, we've done it properly we, we've done it in a way that only Huddersfield Town could do it you know we've done it by being Yorkshire by not overspending by doing it based on a togetherness a community a, a complete ethic that other people just you almost feel sorry for them because they ha- they've never had it so they don't get it the, the, the word legend is much much overused in football but we could reel off a good seven or eight that are true Uddersfield Town legends. Clibbins? <laughs> probably probably not Mr. <laughs> BJ, but obviously... Played his part, yeah. Dean, David Wagner, Christoph Bueller, for me, still a legend. Yeah. Um, then you go in, 
Aramoy, Schindler, Lerva. F and F. F. They're, they're just, their names that'll go down in legend of Huddersfield Town. Absolute legend. Yeah, absolutely. And Christopher Schindler had a chance to write his name, Huddersfield Town Christopher legend. Christopher Schindler had Obviously. a chance to name a podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the pressure, really. Let's and, be he, and he took that chance. Yeah, and he did, yeah. And not He's only... still giving me goosebumps hearing that now, yeah. you know. What a moment. The, the amazing thing is, though, not only did we... Not not necessarily by being tight, you know, by being very Yorkshire, if you like, by being sustainable. Not only did we get to the Premier League in a in a in a way which is foreign to people, but we also stayed in the Premier League. Obviously, if you're a Newcastle fan, we we spent millions and millions and millions. But yeah. if you're anybody else, we've stayed in the Premier League by again being self sufficient and sustainable. And a huge credit has to go to Dean Hoyle as well for putting money in initially before. A lot of it came in, you know, from the Premier League to get the stadium up. You know, we've we've lost a few hundred seats in the stadium, sadly, but we've also we've got a, a stadium which is, you know, KSDL weren't going to pay that. No, you know, D, you know, the football club and Dean Hoyle have had to pay to get the club, you know, the stadium Premier ready League for the Premier League, yeah. and all those. And all, uh, they also had to be done rapidly and all, because mm. obviously we didn't find out we we're getting promoted until three weeks. Exactly. After so else. he's had to. I I believe from from. Uh, from piecing things together, he would have had to pay that up front because the first payment from the Premier League wouldn't have yeah. wouldn't have come through in time. So he's yeah. had to he's had to front that, and you know he's probably not bothered. He's had to front it. No, but, you probably, know probably just, most one of the most pleasurable checks he'll ever he'll ever written that. And and fantastic. And you look around the stadium now. There's from where it was when uh, the serpent was in charge, and you've got you've got. I know people say oh, it's not a proper club shop, etc. But you've got two cabins which don't which look quite decent if far as I'm because it looked better than the one I used to go in at school do you know back in the yeah. back in the day uh, we've got pretty much three club shops on the premise if you like and then another one in the Packhorse Centre we've got four club shops can you imagine when Neil Warnock left because he couldn't open a second club shop at that time that we would need four club shops for Huddersfield Town and it's it's remarkable to see them all do you know and how it's developed and and you know, even even the little things such as you know the ticket office is all coloured now. You know, it's obviously it's got the Huddersfield Giant stuff there, which yeah. looks quite cool as well. But it's it's got that there, and the, the whole place is just so different. And the Premier League's changed Huddersfield for the better, I think. Hopefully, not for the worse next season with people demanding you know thirty million pounds on Che Adams, cosy. You know, like maybe I was a few weeks <laughs> ago. But hopefully, you know, hopefully we don't see that and we just see. That the Premier League has affected Huddersfield Town, and the money that Dean Hall's put in has affected us for the better. And and what we want to, and what we really want now is for Huddersfield Town to go back down and feel like it belongs, courtesy of of how it's been run, rather than when it first came up and it felt like Huddersfield Town don't really belong here. We don't belong in the in the company of Derby and Sheffield Wednesday, etc. I want us to go back down there and hold our head up high and say, look, we belong here. This is the division that naturally we perhaps find ourselves sustainable in. And and hopefully the Premier League and, and what Dean Hall's done has, has changed that, Neil. You can stop my waffling, please. <laughs> it's got to have done, hasn't it? There's, there's got to be um, a point now where we look and say, you know, we're not, we're not all Sorans anymore. We're not this little town team that's just in there and trying to survive we should be in there now competing there's no reason why after a couple of years in Premier League we can't go down there heads held high and, 
and get in there and mix it with the so-called big sides in that league. You know, we, we should be classed as one of those now. Um, you're never going to compete size-wise with the likes of Villa. But, Hopefully they go up. But on a footballing level, there's no reason why we shouldn't be going down there and competing now. And I think the expectation level will be tempered for next season by the fact that this season's been as bad as it has. Um, but there will still be a certain level when, I guarantee you, as soon as the first two or three signings start dropping and certain other players gladly exit the building. Um, Via my boot. Yeah, and mine. And most most definitely Dean Hoyles. Um, As soon as some of those are out the door and we see a a few new players dropping in, the new kit comes out, fixtures drop, yeah, there's not going to be Manu and Chelsea and Arsenal on there. Causes, causes all of a but um, <laughs> the excitement will come, and there will be a certain level of expectation. What a way about though! I mean, that, the cat being a dry eye in the house, the uh, kind of the German, what the wave of winning or whatever they used to call it. But that was just amazing, wasn't it? On on Sunday, I just thought that it was a beautiful moment, wasn't it? And I just thought, what's really funny? You watch the video Cosy online, and the photographer tells them to do the the wave. And Danny's face, Danny Oil's face, I've been told this guy does a wave is brilliant. He's just like, he like looks over and says, You are, I've got, a... and then, but it's such a, yeah. it's, it's a good moment. It's an iconic know? moment, that now. It's beautiful yeah. because they've been through Ellen back, yeah. you know, as a family. And I just thought, what a beautiful way. And I thought, obviously, the players have let us down this year. And I just thought, I, I did one on Sunday. How are they going to kind of turn this to be a positive? Obviously, the result was a kind of a surprise, but. I just thought it was a beautiful way of ending that. I that, think that the, fa- the fact that... The end, the chapter. I mean, we, we, haven't, we haven't talked about Dean's illness from this season, which has clearly had a massive effect on him and his family. Um, it clearly had a massive effect. It showed how, how valuable he is to the day-to-day running of a football club because without being too dramatic about it, we sort of fell apart when he wanted the bounce. And... Uh, I think that's clear for everybody to see, and I think he know that himself. And he was doing conference calls, wasn't he? In his yeah, sick bed, but like but when you, you see the, the mark of the man for me is when you see stories that F, who had sold to Forest, is just rocking up <laughs> randomly to visit him all the way from Nottingham when he's in hospital. Mm. It's stuff like that, and that wouldn't happen if it weren't a chairman like Dean Oyle. The, 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 Things on Twitter, Pilkington's Gary Roberts put something on about him being best chairman, etc. And it's because he looked after people. And these players were always aware that if they came to Huddersfield Town and gave Dean Oil and Huddersfield Town Football Club their best, he would not stand in their way if they got a chance of a better move. Mm. And he's always stood by that. And I think that's why he gets so sort of fed up with likes of Butterfield who stamps his feet and demands to move. Whereas, in, you know, the likes of Pilkin and what have you never did that. What um, a tweet said, what a chairman, what a man. We'll never forget how he looked after myself and my family at the toughest time of my career. Thank you, Dean, and enjoy your retirement. That was from Pilkin. Pilkin, and, yeah. yeah. And G- Gary Roberts put on something similar as well. Yeah, and I, 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 it's just, it's just a mark it, yeah. of the man, isn't it? It's just yeah. a mark of the man, and I think it, we've been very, very, very <laughs> blessed. It was interesting to see in his Q&A that he felt he made a bit of a mistake on Gary Roberts. Yeah, it? very interesting. Great chairman, great yeah. man. Enjoy your retirement. Does everyone say man? That's the thing, isn't it? It's yeah. It's more than just... And it, it, was, it, 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 it was. Well, not was. Is. But he's a, just a... He's a proper man who had the proper interests, the best interests of the football club at heart. 
from the minute he walked in the door. And I genuinely feel that on Sunday, he'll have left there with a very, very heavy heart. <coughs> but his head, he's let his head rule for once. And uh, as gutting as it is, I think it's probably the right thing after the year that they've had as a family with Dean Zillan and some of you. And I think from our point of view on here, all we can say is, and it, sound, it doesn't sound enough, but thank you. And I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, and I could get quite emotional if I talk about it, to be honest. But I'm going to start recording if you cry. Um, just a phenomenal man, and he's, he's affected lives in a in a positive way. Just yeah. give us the hope back, the dreams, the the yovels away, and the, we just what a journey. It's just been incredible. I can't believe it's like 12 years, isn't it, that Dean had gone. And even the so-called low moments, they were... We were getting to playoff finals, playoff semi-finals. We were battling where it felt like we could achieve something again after the ruins that it were left in where kind of Stan's tweet said it all and it would just... It's turned us into yeah. a proper football club. Yeah. One to be proud of and incredible. one that we are incredibly yeah. proud of. And you, didn't I think agree with what, you didn't always agree with what he said, Neil, and his decisions, but you know he were doing it for the it, right... Yeah, it, it, done every, he's done everything yeah. for the betterment and the sustainability of our football club. And we know we aren't one of the biggest out there. We're never going to be, but we, we, we've just been back to being proper, haven't we? Ed Woodward said after, been... didn't he, on Sunday, that said, I'll never, I've never seen an, an, anything like it for a chairman in no. football. And that says it all on me. It's just like the place were paying homage to an absolute but yeah, god. J- just, just a phenomenal man that he's, he's affected lives, not, not just football fans, he's affected mm. lives of the local community. And the wider community with the Yorkshire Ambulance stuff. There needs to be a stand named after him, Neil, and for me... I fully agree. At the South stand, it just seems to be the perfect thing, really, just for the... Yeah, it does. The Dean Hall stand, yeah. just for the, for that there. But there needs to be something for me, because I've never known anyone in the other community really changed I'm, I'm lives not one that much. shouts for stands yeah. and statues and stuff, but it all it's all just so fitting. Mm. And you're right, I think a stand, the South stand is mm. fitting, because it's the one that we should... Never have had apparently got it with everybody the else. The business benefited Neil. Everyone drinking and eating and spending yeah. money in the town. He wouldn't, no one would have done that if Dean hadn't got out of the stand all the no. years ago. Well, man. you're getting you're getting regular now, and what was just shifted again? Aren't we eighteen thousand season mm. tickets on back of an absolutely yeah. horrendous footballing season, and to shift that without Dean Oil, that hadn't happened. No, I know Sean Javis was all pushing for that, but without Dean Oil at the helm from the start, where there's no way we're selling eighteen thousand tickets in any mm. division. And to do that on back of this season, just phenomenal, and that's sort of a that's sort of a great a great send off for him. Are you going to push us on one final final memory, Matt? Of our favourite Dean Isle? Yep, yeah, go for it. Go on, Neil. No, I'll throw, go first. throw it over to you and that as well. No, you can go first. You, you, you I'll let you think of your favourite. I, I think the first Wembley for me against Sheffield United. I think that just the fact. Dean's just gone down them steps and he's gone nuts and just dived on that big pile up by the corner flag and that as well. That, for me, is first promotion. Yeah, I know you you know the second one, but for me that was Grayson's kind of just wobbling down, doing the you know the yeah. calm. So Dean was going nuts. The that fans just showed what it meant, didn't yeah. it? I mean, for me, there's that one. Hillsborough was the the celebrations there with everybody at the end. Yeah, were phenomenal. You don't get fans loving a chairman like we love him. And then you've got, obviously, Wembley again. But for me, the one that I really love seeing a video of, and we didn't really get to take part in it other than 
see it afterwards on video is I'm all celebrating in director's box or their box that they were in at Chelsea mm. when yeah. we stayed up there a little video yeah, clip out of that, that and that's yeah. to see the delight because mm. I remember being there that night and you could see Wagner on pitch pointing at them all and giving it what for on pitch at them obviously and it was clearly Dean Oil and what have you and uh, he knew everything and, and, and I'll never forget a Pat Canal side Q&A and I put my hand up and Rambo right that cause it like and then I said and Dean said I've heard that voice before somewhere. So he was obviously <laughs> new with that, like radios and what have you. He seemed to know everyone and I thought that was just yeah. class that really. You felt something and you felt part of the club and yeah. it's, oh, you just could go on and on. I, I don't know if in our lifetime there's going to be anyone like that, but. Oh, all all we can somewhere. do is, like I say, we, we, all we can do is say thank you because it's been phenomenal and. And he's got wish, at the right time, Neil, hasn't Yeah, he? yeah. And I think we've just got to now last week. wish um, Phil Hodgkinson yeah. all the best because you've got one hell of an act to follow yeah. but if you do it the right way that's mm. the the right way for the football club if you do that and, and follow your instincts with that you won't go far wrong because the town no. will back you and the big question obviously now is which stands are going to be sitting in is it going to go back to the Kilner Neil that is got the a question box. I think so he's got a box, box yeah. come on Dean box he's lost the fans mate I think my, my favourite Hoyle moment is was the very first time I saw him on the Examiner, you know, going on to the Examiner website. Because for me, 2008, football was just an excuse to go to the pub and have a few drinks and hang out with mates. And the football kind of got in the way of a good day, if you like. And I think seeing Dean on the Examiner and just sat there, just sat there staring at him in, in just, just in my head, just thinking, how's this going to go? Do you know how how is this? What what's going to happen here? Is this is this going to be the start of something incredible? And for me, what what Dean Earl did is he 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 made me go back to the eighties again and fall in love with my football club all over again by treating it in a proper way from the very very start. And I'd I'd got to a stage where I wasn't that bothered about going to games. It was just you know it was a social thing. And Dean came in and he made me fall in love with that football club all over again like I was an you know an eight year old boy again and and I think that's my favourite Dean Hall moment is that he made us all care about Huddersfield Town Football Club again whereas <laughs> apathy had had got him before and, and that for me is my favourite favourite Hall moment. And I think we're waffling aren't we but I, th- I think Dean could see that coming back with Chris Powell. I generally think he could see that creeping back in with Chris Powell and that's why he made the decision he did when he did and thank thank the Lord for that yeah. one no more else to say I don't think no. it needs a song out tonight I think it's just thanks very much for the memories Dean and uh, we'll be forever grateful pal absolutely
every single day, believe me Days I remember all my life Days when you can't see wrong from right You took my life But then I knew that very soon you'd leave me But it's alright Now I'm not frightened of this world, believe me I wish today would be tomorrow The night is dark It just brings sorrow, then it rains Thank you for the days Those endless days are sacred days you gave me I'm thinking of the days I won't forget a single day, believe me Days I remember all my life Days when you can't see wrong from right You took my life But then I knew that very soon you'd leave me But it's alright I'm not frightened of this world, believe me Days Thank you for the days Those endless days, the sacred days you gave me I'm thinking of the days I won't forget a single day, believe me I bless the light, I bless the light that shines on you, believe me. And though you're gone, you're with me every single day, believe me. Days. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, muck nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.